You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. What is going on, college football fans? Welcome in to the Sports Objective, and you're watching the Inside Slant as we're taking a look at week one. And uh, one of the matchups this week and the final matchup of the week uh, taking place on Labor Day, Monday night, 8 o'clock, under the lights at Wallace Wade Stadium. The Clemson Tigers taking on the Duke Blue Devils, second-year head coach Mike Elko. And to talk about that matchup right now, we're very excited to welcome back in from the Clemson Insider. He's also the co-host of the Believe in Clemson Football podcast, and that is Will Vandervoort. Will, we appreciate your time. Hi, Bubba. Thanks for having me, man. It's always good to come on your, your show. I know I come in a couple times a year, and I always appreciate you guys bringing me back. Yeah, it's great to have you back. And uh, a lot has changed there at, at Clemson. <laughs> Our, us, maybe not so much in volume, but in terms of uh, the number of um, – changes that have been made but a, a huge change following last season and it really really um kind of turned some heads around the college football world bringing in Garrett Riley who was so instrumental in leading TCU um there with Sonny Dykes and the, the Horn Frogs to a national championship game appearance yeah that was the big move I think um it was probably when you look at assistant coaches that moved around I think it was the biggest move of the year Garrett Riley was the uh uh, Broyles Award winner uh, for the Assistant Coach of the Year Award. Um, one of the top offensive coordinators in the country. You could probably say he's the top assistant coach in the country, right? And uh, it was a big move. It was a move I think Dabo Sweeney knew he needed to make. There was just too much. And it wasn't all Brandon Streeter's fault. He'll be the first one to tell you that. Um, it was It was just a lot of things. I think defenses that caught up with what Clemson was doing and defended it a lot better. And I think also the – the development of DJ Uyungle wasn't what they would hoped. And that was a big reason. Um, I think for Clemson struggles the last two years, um, they just didn't have a quarterback that can make the throws. Um, but they also had injuries at wide receiver. And so there were a lot of these things kind of, uh, you know, accumulated to why Clemson struggled offensively the last couple of years, especially in big games. And, um, you know, so I think Dabo saw that he needed to make a change. He was kind of, I don't think he knew he, he would have Garrett Riley out there. I'll be honest with you. He, he called Lincoln Riley up. Him and Lincoln Riley are really, really good friends. It goes back to when Lincoln Riley was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma and they played Clemson in that 2015 Orange Bowl. Dabo and Lincoln really hit it off and became friends. So uh, Dabo said that, you know, Lincoln's one of the few guys he can trust that they can actually talk shop. And Lincoln doesn't go and tell everybody. He doesn't go tell his agent. He doesn't go tell other reporters. He doesn't – he keeps it between them to their – their you know, and Davis says that's rare to have that kind of relationship with a guy that you can just kind of tell him what's going on and he can tell you what's going on, and neither one of you are going to spill the beans to anybody. And um, so he really trusts uh, Lincoln Riley. So he he called called him up and said, hey, look, I'm thinking about making a change. I just want to get your feedback. What would you – you know, what do you think about these guys that I am considering maybe to go after to be my offensive coordinator? And he gave him the names. And um, before Lincoln, you know, gave his opinion on, on those guys, he said, well, hold up, Dabo. He says, 
let me let me ask throw somebody out there you didn't mention he's like what do you think about garrett and that was like i thought garrett's happy over there at tcu and he's like well he is but you know i think he would be very interested in in, in coaching over there at clemson and would that would be something he would want to do to help him and he's like so that was like well yeah let, I, I love to talk to him and, and that's kind of how it started and it didn't take very long before the two agreed to 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 work together and and uh, now he's over here at clemson and um, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be a nice dynamic with the way his offense is. Kate Klubnick is somebody that Lincoln Riley tried to recruit at SMU um, and also at um, TCU. And um, you know, Kate Klubnick, of course, as we know, committed to Clemson and is here at Clemson now. And so this is the quarterback he's wanted to run his system, and now he's got him at Clemson. And uh, they feel like they got the weapons on the outside, and this is going to be kind of a, a different offense. We've heard a lot of good things in camp about it, so it's going to be interesting to see that wide open air raid kind of offense playing at Clemson, um, which has always been more of that. Uh, I won't say pro style because it wasn't, but you know, more vertical passing game and things of that nature, and 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 obviously leaning on the run. This is going to kind of be a little different. I think they will lean on the run because of their talent there. Um, but he's going to spread people out, and it's it's going to be interesting to see. And that's one of the things um, you know, I heard Dabo mention it in an interview recently, and uh, that that being um, the commitment to running the football, that he would not have hired a true air raid guy. But uh, you know, Lincoln and Garrett, as well as others, have um, progressed and you know realize um, you know the importance of, of running the football in addition to all the air raid passing concepts they employ. And and that's something you you look at what Lincoln did at Oklahoma. Um, you know he was really run the ball. It's it essentially fifty fifty, maybe even um, running it a little bit more than he was throwing it. Yeah, I mean, and and, and Garrett's the same way. You go back to look at the ten- TCU team last year. You know they had a fourteen hundred yard rusher, and that was with him not even playing in the national championship game. The young man didn't. He he got injured in the semifinals against Michigan. So they had a 1400 yard rusher. Um, they ran the quarterback a lot, as we know. And um, so you're going to see that same kind of style here at Clemson. And you got, you got a guy in Will Shipley, who's a preseason all American uh, Phil Maffa, a uh, guy who is, can be, if he's playing anywhere else, is probably a all conference kind of guy candidate. Uh, so he's a good, it's a nice one, two punch they have at running back. Um, and then you got you, you throw in Cabe Klubnik, who they bulked up to about 210 pounds. Uh, they want him to run the ball a little bit more this year. He's going to be involved in the running game. He has to be because that's what this offense wants to do. They want to spread you out. Um, and so, and they, then they're going to do a lot of pulling with their guards and things of that nature. And, um, it, you know, I like this offensive line that Clemson has um, in the sense that it fits what Garrett Riley does. And um, and it, it, it's a, it's an athletic offensive line. It's not an offensive line that's always going to just push you around, though I think they can when they need to. But it's more of an athletic offensive line that can get up and down the field, more so than what he had when he was at um, TCU. So, yeah, the, 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 same, the principle's always there. You want to run the football. It's just a different way in which they want to do it. Um, instead of lining up and you're going, you know, with, uh, you know, 12 personnel or things of that, you know, he's spreading you out. He's going to run a lot of 11 personnel. Um, and for people who don't know what that means, that means one tight end and one running back. Um, and he's going to spread you out, and he's going to run um, 
he's going to run that way. And so because the defense is – he's going to try to outnumber the defense is what he's going to try to do. So there's there's lots of ways you can run the football. And he found he, – he you know, he actually even called it to us, the media guys, before camp started. He called it uh, dirt, dirt Aid instead of Air Raid. Dirt Raid is what he called it because they're going to lean on Will Shipley a lot, I think especially early in the season uh, because they got to get the, the wide receivers and Cape Klubnik on the same page. Um, I don't think it's going to take as long as some people might think that will, but, you know, obviously it's still an unknown at this point in time. Um, but we've heard a lot of good things in camp about, you know, the, the wide receivers, the tight ends, and, and obviously Kate Klubnik throwing the football. Yeah, you referenced um, some of the, those good things that you're hearing. I, I know uh, here within the last few weeks um, during camp, you wrote an article uh, where you were talking to some of the defensive players and, the challenges that this offense presents in practice. So if you would elaborate a little on that. Yeah. So uh, this goes back to the spring too. Um, the defense talked about how, because of the way Clemson, uh, Garrett Riley does it and how their offense is going to be, it, uh, it challenges the defense in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different sets and formations they're not used to um, things they haven't seen necessarily. And so when they're going out in practice, you know, that's the first time they're seeing it. And it's it's challenged them. It's it's caused them to to really kind of have to go and look and say, okay, we gotta we gotta do a better job of this way, this way. But the offense has had a lot of success, and it doesn't mean that Clemson's defense is not good because Clemson's got probably one of the best defenses coming back in the country. And I think the defense has had its moments and ways against the offense and scrimmages. You, you can, I mean, you would say in the two scrimmages, the defense actually won those scrimmages, but the challenges the offense presented. Uh, uh, you know, put a lot of stress on their defense, and they Dolphins did have some success moving the ball, did have some big explosive plays. Um, you know, and this is things that the defensive guys, you know, we talked about, we talked to Barrett Carter, we talked to Rook Roro, um, you know, uh, Tyler Davis, um, you know, Xavier Thomas, all these guys have said that, you know, this is what happening the last couple of years, these kind of big plays in practice weren't happening, they weren't seeing them as much. And uh, so this is something that uh, is new to them, and they, they've really kind of understood it and looked at it and said, hey, look, this is going to make us better, um, that we're having a def- an offense that's really challenging us in practice. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a very challenging, competitive camp, and uh, these guys are ready to get out there and show everybody what they can do. I'm interested to see what this offense looks like when that defense, which brings back, what, eight starters from a year ago, and, you know, brings back a defensive front that many consider to be the best in the country um, and got the two best linebackers probably in the country um, in Barrett Carter and, and Jeremiah Trotter. I'm interested to see what this offense really does look like because these are these are future NFL players that are saying how good this offense has been in practice. Yeah, many college football writers and you know folks who cover it for a living really believe that Clemson can get back to the college football playoff this year. Um, there's no doubt. And uh, you know, honing in on Monday night's game, Duke, what a story they were last year under Mike Elko. Um, you know, I really liked to hire. Didn't necessarily expect him to win nine games in year one, and but those four losses, what three of the four losses were by three points or less, including one in overtime, and the the widest margin of defeat they had was eight points. So uh, what a first year for him in Durham. Yeah, Mike Yoko, Dabo joked about it in uh, ACC Media Days, right? He's like, you know, 
I can't get away from this guy. He's like, he's, he's like, you know, he, first of all, he's at Wake Forest and he's doing his thing there and he's confusing us at Wake Forest. Um, he goes to Notre Dame and now, you know, he's over there getting in our way over there. And then he goes over to Texas A&M for a couple of years. And he's like, and of course we got to play Texas A&M. He says now, you know, now he's over here at uh, Duke and just doing his thing at Duke and he's doing it well last year. I mean, Duke was the story of the ACC last year going nine and four. I think it's only the third time in Duke history. They've won nine games in a season. That's amazing. Uh, especially when you think about those great Wallace Wade teams back in the early thirties and forties. Right. Um, so that was amazing that, you know, that's only the third time that's happened. And, and then the fact also that, you know, he did it coming off a year where Duke was just so bad. Right. I mean, they were just so bad, especially defensively. And as we mentioned um, earlier before the show, you know, he's going to, he's going to do a lot of things defensively where he's just, he runs a four, two, five set and he uh, moves guys around, so you never know who's what, where the Mike linebacker is, who's coming, who's not coming. He wants to try to confuse a quarterback as much as he can. Um, and so, you know, we're going to see a lot of that on Monday night. Um, and then then I think a lot of the reason for their success is they really leaned on an offense that's a very experienced offense that has a very good quarterback in Riley Leonard. And um, Riley Leonard, I say he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the ACC. You can argue and say he's top three. He really, I mean, of guys coming back and, you know, he, he can kill you with his arm and he can kill you with his legs. He, he threw for over 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns last year and also ran for almost 700 yards and 13 touchdowns. He's their leading rusher from a year ago, so they use him a lot in the running game. If he gets third and long situations and if, you, if you're sitting in man coverage, which Clemson does a lot of on the backside, then you leave, if you can't get to him and you leave a, an alley, He's going to take off and he's going to run for 20, 30 yards and, um, or score a touchdown. You saw him do that several times last year. I can remember games against Pitt and Miami that he did that. So, you know, you got to be real disciplined on defense with him and have a spy on him and try to keep him in front of you at all times because he's such a dangerous player. Reminds me of a poor man's Joe Allen. You know, he, he Josh Allen, excuse me. He, he really does kind of remind me of that quarterback. 6'4", 212 pounds. He's like only a junior. I really love his confidence, man. He came into AC Media Days, and he's like, he's like, you know, he says, you know, I gotta to, to make sure I don't overthink how good I am. You know, I, I my mom always brings me back down to earth, and so you know, he said when he's a kid, he said, "Mom, I need somebody because everybody's patting me on the back, telling me how good I am. I need somebody to tell me I'm not always good." So his mom took that upon herself. She said, "Okay, I'll tell you when you suck," and so she does. She tells him, like, you know, she'll she'll call him up and she'll say something like, you know you know, don't blow it today, you know, <laughs> things of that nature, just to keep him humbled. So it's a real good story. And, um, you know, he, he seems like a fine young man, a very confident young man. And I really like his personality and I like the way he carries himself. And it's obvious he's very contagious to his team. And, and he's the reason why they're, they're so successful last year. Yeah, that's a funny story and the exact opposite, a total 180 of uh, what Mike Leach, you know, said at the press conference as far as a fat little girlfriend and uh, <laughs> telling you telling you what you want to hear. It, it, exactly. And, you know, he, he he's just uh, – he's a breath of fresh air because you just don't see that all the time in today's athletics with any coaches or players that are that open, especially in that kind of form. Um, and and it, it was pretty cool to see him, you know, show his humility – and when, when a young person shows that humility, it kind of tells you a little bit about their personality and their character and who they are outside of football, right? And uh, so we got a little bit of that, and that's why, look, 
I'm a fan of them. You know, I got to cover the game and, you know, obviously I'm, I'm going up there and covering it from the Clemson side of things, but I mean, how can you not pull for that guy? I mean, you just, you, you, you want to pull for him. And so I was a Riley Leonard fan before I met him and I'm even more so now. And so, um, you know, I, I, you know, I love the way he plays the game. He, he really plays a game, um, at quarterback, um, that fits what the quarterback is in today's football. When you think about a guy who can do both, he can run and pass and, and is really a dangerous weapon. Now, last I saw, I think the spread in this one was about 12 and a half, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as you look at this matchup, you, you talk about some of the returning pieces on each side. But, you know, what are your few keys uh, as you start to break this one down, like the, the articles, you know, you've put out w- with the Clemson Insider uh, about this matchup. Uh, do, do you think uh, that spread's a little higher, about right? Yeah, I think the spread's about right. I think this is going to be a competitive game. Uh, I don't think Clemson's going to go in there and, you know, beat them by 28 points like they did 10 years ago. It's amazing. These two teams have only played – these are two original members of the Atlantic Coast Conference, right? And right. they've only played four times since 2008. Four times. Um, Clemson hasn't played in Durham since 2012 um, when Taj Boyd and Sammy Watkins went down there and New Compkins and they beat them 56 to 20. Um, that's uh, that's not going to happen this year. Um, Duke is a, like I said, they're a very formidable opponent for Clemson. Um, it's a good opening game test, I think, for the Tigers because they got to play well. Because if they don't play well, Duke's good enough to beat them. If Clemson's playing its, its you know, B and C game, Duke can beat them. And so they got to take care of the football. Uh, most importantly, uh, that's something they struggled with late in the season in losses to South Carolina, Notre Dame, and uh, Tennessee. Um, they they got they got they got to take care of the ball there. I mean, I think that's the number one important thing. The offense doesn't need to put any stress on the defense. Allow the defense to do what it can because I don't. It's going to be hard for any team to move the ball consistently on this Clemson defense throughout the year. So you got to make sure as an offense you're not putting them in bad situations, right? Um, and then I think from, you know, when we look at it offensively, what the Tigers need to do is I think they need to run the football. I think I think Duke's going to want to stop the run. I think that's going to be their number one key is to put pressure on Cave Klubnik and those wide receivers. Um, but, you know, I don't think that is, you know, I think Clemson can have some success running the ball, so they need to really stick with it. Duke's physical football team. Um, that's the one thing I think when you think of Mike Yoko and what his style is as a defensive coach and also what he's now moved over to his offense is you're going to be physical. And so you may beat us, but you're going to lead that game like, man, I got to really hit that hot tub. So, you know, Clemson's got to – they're going to get punched in the face by Duke early in this game. How do they respond? And um, how does that offense respond when Duke's going to really do everything they can to force Cape Klubnik and those wide receivers to beat them early in the game? Uh, but they got to stick with the run and Will Shipley, and I think that's going to be the key. And then on the other side, I think defensively, you know, it all just comes down to stopping Riley Leonard. They they really need to contain him, keep him in the uh, pocket. And if, if there is a weakness on this Duke team, I think it's at their skill players. they got a couple guys that are really good, but for the most part, there's not anybody really on that defense that says, other than they're tied in, who's a very good tight end and is an NFL prospect, other than that, there isn't anybody that you're really scared of, right, for, as a defensive coordinator. There's nothing that's saying it's keeping you up at night other than the quarterback. So you got to make him stay in the pocket. Don't let him use his legs to hurt you. 
and make him have to then those wide receivers make plays downfield um, and and limit the tight end because he loves to go to the big tight end over there and um, and make big plays and I think uh, that's going to be something that they the Tigers have to uh, make sure they're aware of as well. So those are the keys. And then I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things a lot of people are talking about. Clemson's got a brand new kicker this year. And, uh, you know, BT Potter, he's off in the NFL trying to trying to make a team over there. And, uh, you know, he was so good the last four years, making over 80% of his kicks. You know, the guy was like almost perfect from 50 plus yards. He was a he was an absolute weapon for Clemson. Um, I'm interested to see if this game's tighter than we think if the special teams doesn't come into it. So that's going to be a big thing to watch for for Clemson in this game is how, you know, how well they do, you know, does Gunn, the new kicker, how does he do kicking the ball? And as far as also kickoffs, you know, Clemson's not used to covering kicks because BT Potter always kicked them in the end zone. Um, so it's um, it's going to be interesting to watch that too. But I think Clemson's – I think it's going to be closer than, than the 13. The line is 13 as of today. Um I don't think the game's going to be – I think Clemson's going to win, but I think it's going to be closer than 13. I think it's going to be like a 10-point game. Clemson scores late to kind of take control of the game, and I think that's kind of kind of football game we're going to see on Monday night. That's kind of my thought process as well. I was leaning toward about a 10-point victory for the Tigers, but um, and you answered one of my other questions there as well. Um, I, I know – um, you know, Bud Foster's defenses at Virginia Tech had given Lincoln Riley's air raid uh, approach fits um, prior to uh, Lincoln Riley getting the best of him a time or two later in his time at East Carolina. And um, I, not knowing enough about the personnel on each side, um, I was curious if Duke may take the same type of approach um, with a lot of press coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're going to – I think, like I said, you know, Mike Elko, he likes to do a lot of – exotic blitzes right he's going to come from different angles where he's going to bring you know he'll, he's going to bring you his corner he's going to bring a safety off the edges he's going to do different things with his linebackers um he's going to kind of bring them up the middle or maybe stun them and bring them off the edges he does a lot of different things to try to confuse the quarterback he's never like he he moves his front a lot he ha- he'll have guys standing up that normally wouldn't be standing up and so it's going to kind of try to confuse the quarterback so he's going to do a lot of different things to try to confuse Cade Klubnik. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Riley Leonard's got some uh, got some background against him, knows kind of what to do, and I think both both guys know kind of what they like to do. And so it's going to be a nice little chess match there. Um, and I think it really just comes down to what Cade Klubnik recognizes, and film study is going to be very important um, in this game. Now, the good news for Clemson is, you know, Clemson's got a whole year on Duke and what Duke does with their personnel because it's pretty much the same personnel where, um, you know, Mike Yelko doesn't have that with Clemson, obviously. Um, he's had, he's going to have to go back and look at SMU film and things of that nature. But as I mentioned earlier, the, 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 excuse me, the TCU offensive line last year is not nearly as athletic as this Clemson offensive line. And uh, there's things that, you know, I think Garrett Riley is going to be able to do in this Clemson offense that he couldn't do over at TCU because of the athleticism of his offensive line. Appreciate your time as always. Um, you know, we'd love to have you back on midseason to talk about how Garrett Riley and this offense, um, you know, are producing. But um, you know, before we let you run, you know, plug the Clemson Insider and also your podcast. Yeah, so yeah, you can uh, find my stuff at uh, theclemsoninsider.com. Uh, you know, we got a bunch of stuff over there. We got, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm heading over here in just a little bit to go see uh, Dabo Sweeney's press conference. As he uh, today is Tuesday, Clemson. 
I know everybody else is Thursday, but it's Tuesday for us because we're uh, we're we're a couple of days behind because of the way they set it up because they're playing on Labor Day night. So technically, at Clemson, it's Tuesday. So we're at his weekly press conference, and so we'll have some stuff on that, and um, we'll have previews all the way up to the Duke game, and then also um, after the game as well. Um, you can also check my podcast out at Believing Clips of Football with Levon Kirkland. That is uh, up. We're live. We do it live every Tuesday night at 6.15. You can find that on the Clemson Insider YouTube page. Um, so if you want to go back and watch it, what we did the other night, you can. I got a little preview of the Duke game. Also talk some ACC football as well um, with Levon, the former Clemson Tiger, Pittsburgh Steeler. Great. So um, we got that. And then, um, you know, you can uh, you can also download it and listen to it on our podcast, it, um, Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast at. So lots of ways to find us there. You can go to Twitter and find me at Steeler Will um, as well. You can go to our Facebook page, the Clemson Insider, and find us there too. So all the different ways to find us. We appreciate you. And then, uh, Bubba, appreciate you bringing me on, buddy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.